0: everybody welcome back to another episode here of in the zone i'm john carlo lino joined here as always with chris martelli and uh this is a special episode because it's that time of year again it's the stanley cup playoffs nba playoffs uh we'll start here with the stanley cup brackets uh chris this is an interesting one seattle uh not many people have to make the playoffs right now based on their roster construction but the expansion side this uh, season's been a, a nice one for them. How do you think they shape up here against
1: Colorado, and do they get at least one win? You know, man, uh, before the season started, I got to give Seattle a lot of credit. I, I had Calgary being the team. Out of all these teams that are in the playoffs, if there was one team I'm taking out, it's Seattle and putting Calgary there. But, man, you got to give some credit to the rookie, Maddie Beniers. He's been great all year. Jordan Eberle hitting 60 points, McCann getting 40 goals. It's just, this is looking like a team, Alino, where we look back in 2017 with Vegas, there's a couple no-name guys that are really stepping up in a big way. Vince Dunn had over, I think he had 60 points as a D. So Seattle's, you know what, they're a much better team than I anticipated, but they're going up against the Colorado Avalanche. And I know, you know, Landis Cog is not – he's not playing at all this year, which sucks, but you got Nathan McKinnon who probably put up – if if Mac—if McDavid didn't put up 159 or whatever the hell he put up, like McKinnon's season was one of the most impressive I've seen in a while. You know, he had about 110 in like 68 games, which is absurd. McCarr, you know, coming off that scary back injury – the only question mark for me, again, if you're like if you like betting and gambling, if you're really not sold on Gorgiev, maybe you take a chance with Seattle here. Cause Gorgiev, believe it or not, Alino, has never played a playoff game. He's never started one. Uh, you got you know, Grubauer and Martin Jones, believe it or not, both those guys have quite a bit of playoff experience. But you know, I'm looking at Makar, I'm looking at Rantanen. and I'm looking like Ranton at freaking 55 goals. Looking at McKinnon, I think those three guys alone, too much star power for the Kraken. But you know what, Alino? I will give them two wins. I think the, the Avs in six, um, I'll i I'll, I'll only say that just because I'm not too confident in Gorgiev.
0: I like how you said about the uh, Gorgiev in there because I think a lot of people forget, like when he was on the Rangers that year and they made it to the playoffs, like there was a rotation there, Shosturkin, Lundqvist, so – He's looking at these guys. He wasn't getting that opportunity. He moves on here, and uh, he's facing a Seattle team that hasn't been dealing with the kind of uh, health troubles that Colorado's been dealing with, like with McCarr and uh, Landis Cog. So I think Seattle's going to take advantage, and uh, I'm going to call the first upset here. I'm going to go Seattle in seven, and Jordan Everly is going to steal the show. Play uh, here. He's going to be the guy to eliminate the Stanley Cup champs. And I think Gary Bettman would be running around the office here at NHL headquarters and celebrating that the expansion side, two of them, could possibly meet uh, in a conference final. Man, he can retire on that one because uh, that would be perfect. So I think Seattle, with uh, the goaltending of Colorado, I think they're going
1: to pull off an upset and win in seven. You know what man I'm only laughing because every time you make these predictions they creep up and they almost come true so if you're a Colorado fan and you somehow come across this podcast turn it off because you're not going to like uh, you're not going to like what you're hearing here but you know what I got to give you props because you know they have Yanni Gordy they have Schwartz they have Sprong they have a couple guys that yeah you know game 7 a little OT sweat you put Jordan Everly on with one of those guys It's not looking good if you're a Colorado fan. So they do have the depth, Alino. I will say that. They have surprised me all year. Matty Beneers is looking like a potential superstar. But the only question I have, Alino, for you, is it right, and this is, like, actually a pun, is it right for the Seattle Kraken to bring up Shane Wright? Uh,
0: This is his best opportunity. If he can't make this work, then – it's going to be the AHL next year. Cause I don't see uh, a comeback from here. Like he has to like really take that junior experience. Like he was on team Canada and we saw a 16 year old just light it up and like right did well, but he wasn't the focal point. Like it was like those older veterans coming back. Like they probably could have won without him. So I think he really needs to show that he can win at this level and, be uh, a factor for seattle i don't know what they're going to do with them if he'll play on the wing on the fourth line if he'll center it but this is a perfect opportunity face a colorado team that has all these injuries and i think this is where they're going to struggle but if colorado wins this round i think then uh, minnesota dallas unfortunate for them so you have to take advantage of colorado right up the gate and If Shane Wright won't be a part of that, I don't see him uh, getting games. Probably game three and four, they'll probably look at other guys and probably dress uh, maybe him in the press box and then put him back on the fourth line and alternate. But this is his best opportunity.
1: It sure is, man, going up against a team like Colorado.
0: And uh, speaking of upsets, uh, I'll let you take this one. Florida-Boston. Boston Boston (laughs) sets this unbelievable record. But the matchup that I don't think they really want here, that's probably the worst for them on paper, is the Florida Panthers. They got Barkov, they have Kachuk. You don't know what you're going to get from goaltending there. Maybe Bobrovsky steals a show or the backup who's uh, looking impressive
1: there. But
0: what do you think is happening with Florida and Boston?
1: You know what, man? I, I, love, I love how it, everything kind of panned out because you have Carolina and the Islanders who are division rivals – Florida and Boston, Alino, this is going to be the beautiful beginning of a feud and a rival, I think, in a couple of years. Makachuk is a Hart Trophy finalist. Pasternak is a Hart Trophy finalist. This is going to be a war. I said I had my hockey pool, Alino, on Saturday at 3 o'clock. I ended up taking two Florida Panthers in my pool. So, you know what, man? I got to go with the Panthers here in 7. I think this is where kind of kind of similar approach like what you said with seattle i i just think you know you're looking back in the years with the tampa bay lightning getting they're not going to get swept by florida i don't think but i think when you look at makachuk you look at barkov you look at ekblad radko gudas on the back end is a guy that i would not want to mess with this is just a team where like you said the matchup i think is awful for boston yeah they they're Structured perfectly. They got Tyler Bertuzzi at the deadline. Taylor Hall's healthy now, but man, you got to remember, Florida's got Matt Kachuk, who can hit, he can score, he can just absolutely aggravate you. I would not be surprised if he lets Brad Marchand get off his game a bit. You have Sam Bennett and Sam Reinhart, who again, they're not even thirty years old yet. They can definitely hang. They can definitely hang around with guys like Krejci and Bergeron. And you got a sneaky guy in Carter Verhage who just got 40 goals. So, I mean, Florida Panthers are definitely not an eighth seed by any means. I don't look at them as an eighth seed. And i got to go with it, man. They've been the hotter team down the stretch, one of the hottest teams. They haven't been hotter than Boston, but they have been one of the hottest teams down the stretch. Alex Lyon is looking like the real deal. And, hey, even if he doesn't play well, we all know how good Bobrovsky is in the playoffs. For the most part, he's been really good. So, with the scoring depth, with how Matt Kachuk can probably be that game changer, I got the I got the Florida Panthers man upsetting Boston in seven.
0: As much as I would love for that to happen, for obvious reasons, uh, I just think like the goaltending here might be somewhat of an issue. Like I think this might be similar to Philly and Pittsburgh like a number of years ago when they were exchanging like blowout wins against each other. I think we'll see something similar, but it's going to probably come down to depth there on the third and fourth line. I think Boston might just slightly edge them out here. And I got them winning in six, but like Florida, like Verhage, the kind of season he's had, unbelievable. Leafs really dropped the ball there. Got to have had him in the lineup, uh, add him to the list of names. Like Lion's good, but good when it good like, when he shows up. Barkov is a truck. Gudis throws a body around on the back end. I think Ekblad has to be the X factor, though. Like This is his time, Like all these years, like he was like Tavares at 15 years old. He was looked at as a prodigy coming in, had some concussion issues. So I think now at this stage of his career in his prime, I think this is where he has to show up if Florida's going to pull off
1: that upset against Boston. Oh yeah, I agree. I think the X factor is probably Verhage. If it's not him, I'll probably go. And if Boston wins, it's probably Jake DeBrusque. I think if he shows out, then, then Florida's in trouble because you look at, again, Taylor Hall, he doesn't really have to score that much. I think he's more of the guy where you know he'll get like an odd power play goal here and there. But if you have Jake DeBrusque because we all know how the the Bruins work out, you know? they're probably gonna put the brusque with Bergeron and Marchand on the first line, then they're gonna have Pasternak, Krejci, and Zaka or Hall, so just to balance out those two lines. But again, dude, if the Brusk is going, then Florida might be in trouble.
0: I agree. Uh, this is gonna be a toss up, I think, just because like Minnesota has some uh, solid pieces there that have gone under the radar. Uh, Kaprizov is an unbelievable talent, but you got guys like Boldy, you have Fleury. Uh, I think this could be a nice little one-off here. Like, you don't know what Dallas, they've had a nice year. Jamie Benn, resurgence, Sagan. You don't know what he's going to be at this stage, but you could still produce. Ottinger has really stepped up into that role. Are you expecting seven games here, do you think one of
1: these teams will end this a little sooner? I'm going to go with the Dallas Stars in six, and I don't want them to win on the road, but I, 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 again, this could go seven either way, just the way that, I can't believe I'm saying this, Alino, I don't think Fleury's starting, I think they're going with Gustafson, just the season he's had, He's he had a 930 save, he was only, I think the only guy that had a better save percentage was Allmark, who's going to win the Vesna. But, yeah, dude, I got to go with Dallas, and I'm not going to lie to you, I think Dallas might be going far this year. I I mean, Ottinger, last year was his first ever playoffs, and the guy was absolutely phenomenal. We all know how good Jason Robertson is. The guy has been breaking records all season. Pavelski is still one of those guys where when you go in the playoffs, you need a guy like him. Jamie Benn has his confidence back. They ended up picking up Max Domi. I like Marchman a lot. I like Dadanov. They got him as well. So, man, like, say what you want about, about the Wild. I know they just lost Eric Sinek. He broke his leg, which is unfortunate. But I think that's what the X factor is, man. You look down the middle for the Wild. They have Hartman and they have Sam Steele. And I don't think that's good enough to go up against this Dallas team. You have Sagan. You have Pavelski. You have Ben. You have Rupe hints. There's just a lot of firepower there, and even the rookie Wyatt Johnston's been good for Dallas. So, I think the offense is way too good and way too powerful from for Dallas. And I think uh, I think Miro Heiskanen is going to be the X factor here. I think he's going to break out. I got Dallas winning this one in uh, in six games. I agree. I think
0: uh, Dallas is really built for the playoffs, the kind of players they have. I'm just going to give one game here to Minnesota. Like, I think some of these will be OTs, like two of them. I say go to OT. I'm going to go Dallas in five, but I think one game we're going to see Kaprizov take over, and he's going to be too hard to shut down. So it's going to be one of those years for Minnesota. It's a nice story, but like you mentioned, all the players are on Dallas. It's too hard to bet against them here. So my pick there, Dallas and five. And as we go into the series, I'm looking forward to it's uh, Winnipeg and Vegas fill the thrill it's playoff time. So, you know, he's going to get some more minutes. Do you think he'll uh, turn it back here if he gets on a the line there with Stone and Eichel and uh, send home uh, the Winnipeg Jets?
1: Ah oh, man, I, I hate to say this, but I don't have the the Golden Knights winning this series. I think oh, the Jets, <laughs> I think the Jets are gonna upset here. I know both the one seeds in the in the West and East. I think they're going out. I just think, man, you look at the Jets and are they really an eight seed? Like they were in first for the first forty games of the year, and then they had a complete tailspin after their head coach went on a personal leave. So man, you all know how much I love uh, the coach on Winnipeg, the former coach on, on Dallas. I think he's really brought these boys together. We saw Shifley, Wheeler, all be rumored to leave. They're still here. They somehow made the playoffs. I love Jack Eichel. I love Petrangelo. You know, I love Phil Kessel, but at the end of the day, when your goaltending is Bressois and Jonathan Quick at this time, I don't know if that's enough, man. And I, I I would love to see Quick have a resurgence and maybe lead them to a conference final, but when you're going up against Hellebuck, you're going up against Morrissey, a guy that to me is a Norris finalist. Obviously, Carlson's winning that award, but um, you know you got Ealers, you got Scheifele, you got Connor, you got uh, you got Perfetti. Like Adam Lowry's a great third line center. I gotta give the edge to the Jets. As painful as I, because I love Mark Stone, I love all those guys, but i got to go with the Jets in seven, even winning in Vegas. Oh,
0: man. Yeah, I'll go on the opposite there. I'll go Vegas in six because I just think we're going to see, like, another one of those OT ones, like, kind of like Minnesota-Dallas. I see a couple OTs here. And uh, Mark Stone. Yeah, Phil's going to get a couple. (laughs) And Mark Stone coming off uh, the LTIR. Perfect timing. No, no, like, strange business going on there. Like, right for game (laughs) one. So, He's re- ready to go, and I got uh, Vegas winning this to set up uh, an incredible matchup that I think a lot of fans have wanted to see since these guys got drafted into the League 1 and 2. Um, oh, yeah. Edmonton, L.A., the winner of this, will take on the winner of uh, Vegas and Winnipeg. So should the Oilers win this? And if they don't, is this uh oh, God. fire, everybody?
1: <laughs> yeah, if they don't win this, this is... Like almost Leafs territory. Like this is not good if they don't win this. I'm not gonna lie to you, Alino. I think this is a massacre. I'm gonna say Oilers in five. I just think the way they've been rolling, man. They they've only lost two games in regulation since February first, <laughs> and uh, like Evan Bouchard has really picked up his offensive game. Drew Doughty, as great as I as great as he is, man, he's got a lot of mileage on him and You're going up against Dry Seidel, McDavid, Nuge, Hyman, Evander Kane, all these guys. They're just—it's too much for them. And say what you want about Corpus Allo. he's had a great second half of the season. But I do not have any faith in that guy going up against this star-studded offensive juggernaut in the Edmonton Oilers. So I think I'm—I think McDavid's going to have like a stupid statistic where he's going to have like. 13 points in five games. I got the Oilers in five. I think this one is not close.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. i uh, say five just because respect to Kopitar for oh, what they've yeah. still been able to do there. Him and Doughty, I think they could steal one because obviously it is the Oilers and anything's possible with that team. But I think what we saw last year is a nice little preview of what this team is capable of. The way they were able to go in against Calgary last year was impressive, so... I got Edmonton in five, and I really want to see that Vegas Oilers. I think that would be amazing, especially for the NHL. The ratings are two generational guys and Eichel and McDavid. So we have to look for that. But uh, back to the East, the one that we're going to (laughs) be looking closely, it's put up or shut up time for the Leafs. Uh, It's a rematch from last year against Tampa do they uh finally play a second round matchup in HD and 4K for once? they do
1: I think this is the year man and the the biggest reason is Ryan O'Reilly um I since we got him I've been praising that trade he won the consmy only three and a half four years ago yeah you know he broke his hand you know it, it's unfortunate but hey since he's come back I think he had like five points in the last seven games he looks great man and I again, It looks like Keith is going to put him on the second line, which I don't know what that means for Nice. I don't know if he's missing game one. Uh, It looks like he might be, which is fine. I'm not too worried about him sitting for game one. LaFarity and Aston Reese have absolutely deserved their position uh, to start the playoffs. But I'm looking at the the right defenseman on Tampa Bay, and that's where the Leafs need to expose them. You have Burbex, you have Chernak. Um, they don't have a lot of star power back there, Alino. So, yeah, you know, you do have Hedman and Sergachev, but that's about it. They lost, you know, uh, McDonough is a huge loss for them. They lost Jan Ruda, who played huge minutes last year for them. And, you know, the Leafs just are the flat-out better team. When, when you just think about performance, you think about consistency. And, Alino, the Leafs are the only team this season to not get shut out in a whole season. So... Vasilevsky as good as he is I think this is the year where the Leafs they really pepper the shots they really they've improved tremendously with defensively adding McCabe and Shen and even getting a guy like Gustafson I think Gustafson has really um he's really benefited playing with guys like uh, Jordano and uh and Jake McCabe so I gotta go with the Leafs in six here I think they're gonna win on the road and I think they're gonna get their revenge from last year's game six loss
0: I'm with you on the Leafs here. Last year, I said uh, they had to sweep it because it's no more uh, fucking around anymore, but (laughs) I'll go five this year, just not to jinx it. I think the Leafs need to really impose their will. I think they have the team that could uh, really compete with every single line if they want to do the matchup game with them. You can have Nylander even uh, slot in at times on the third line if you want to split up Tavares, Marner, and Matthews. So I think this is going to be something where the Leafs finally figure it out. I think Nice will come in later, uh, probably the second game. I think they're going to want to see the matchup where they feel he can be an impact and uh, exploit Tampa. So I got Nice coming in game two. Who comes out though? I think that's going to be uh, the interesting one. Like they have guys that could go in and out. Like even Luke Shen, I think he needs to play. Like I saw Justin Hall's name get thrown out. I'm I'm not liking that. So uh, I'd put Luke Shen in right away. I think he, he's shown in the past, even with Tampa that year. So I go Luke Shen and uh, Nice. Like, who would you uh, bench if you're going
1: to put Nice in Game Two? Probably, probably Aston Reese. You can move Kerfoot to the fourth line, and you probably have to move Achari to the, f- or you have to move O'Reilly to this the third line. Which I again, I think they're only doing Game One. I think they're, like you said, I think they're going to look at the matchup. They're probably going to have O'Reilly with Sorelli or O'Reilly with Point. And again, that depends on, you know, if they have the big three all on one line, because we did see majority of the year, they had Point on the second line with, uh, or sorry, they had Stamkos on the second line with Kalorn and Hagel. And they had, uh, I think it was Point, Kucherov and Paul on the top line. So it, it really depends on how they go about it, but my in, in my opinion, I would have O'Reilly center the third line, and I would have Matthew Nyes with Tavares and Nylander on that second line and probably have Bunting on the third line and have on the on the first line. I like it.
0: It's going to be an interesting one tomorrow night. Leafs got to set the tone again. I think uh, we're going to see a big one from Mitchie. Uh, oh, yeah. He's going to bring it there. Matthews, I think. Had a nice end to the year. He came hot at the right time. So if they can get it going, get like Nylander, sneaky season there. Like the 40 goal mark was like right in the grasp. Uh, I didn't think anyone thought he was going to get 40 at the beginning of the year. And he comes in almost in a contract year. So we have to look at that soon. But for the most part, I think the Leafs uh, have enough there to get it done.
1: Yeah, they have to, man. Like, they're they're really tired, to the Lightning. They played so much hockey the last three years. And, like, if Corey Perry and Patrick Maroon are going to be the guys to bury you, you don't deserve to move on. So, I just think, you know, like you said, take Justin Hall out. You put McCabe and Shannon. You even have Brody Giordano. Those four men are just absolute walls. And then you have Riley and Gustafson, who are the puck-moving D. And here's my question, Alina. Do you see the Leafs playing Lilgren at all because hasn't really been getting a lot of playing time
0: yeah I think it's going to be like similar to the Hall situation I think if a puck moving defenseman has to draw out there then maybe but it might be like a situation thing like if they go in the second round and they play a team like Boston or even like one of those two teams I think that's where they might have a match up there where They want to put him in, but right now I think they want to go with the vets there. Uh, Jordano, uh, Luke Shen, maybe Hall, which I still, I'm not sold on, but Hall in there. Like they want to have bigger bodies on the back. Uh, but yeah, after I think if they go to the second round, I think we'll see Lilgren be uh, consistently in the lineup there. Nice. This one uh is I think a toss up too like the Islanders have come on at the end there and Bo Horvat great season considering where he started but could they get it done against Carolina or is Carolina just too good on the back end to lose uh, those
1: one off like OT losses there to the, the Islanders I'm telling you right now, I'm only taking Carolina because they have home ice and we all know how hard it is to win in Carolina. It's one of those rinks where when you go there, you just feel the atmosphere. Look, even Boston last year, they struggled. I think, I don't think they won one game in in Carolina in that series. So the Islanders over the last four years are probably one of the few teams that have continuously shut me up in the playoffs so I'm going to give them at least three wins in this one. They have the better goalie. They have Sorokin, who's incredible. I think he's a top five goalie already in the league, not even 24 years old, or maybe just about 24. Uh, but again, this could go either way. And I'm only saying that because Pacioretty and Svechnikov are out, but Nikish has been a great story this year. Aho is phenomenal. When you, when you add a guy like Brent Burns, who's been to the Stanley Cup final, that also helps. So... The Islanders are a really big threat to Carolina, but again, man, just because of how hard it is to win in Carolina, I'll give them the edge in seven games.
0: I'm going to go Carolina in six games just because, like, Brent Burns at the back, I think he's going to be the guy there for them that wins it or is going to be the difference maker on D especially. Uh, Now this one is uh, an interesting one, Chris. (laughs) New Jersey and the Rangers, like the Rangers did load up there, Tarasenko, Patrick Kane. You think New Jersey can shock the NHL here and
1: uh, eliminate one of the early Eastern Conference favorites? I got the Devils winning in seven games. This might be a little biased, you know me, but hey, you know what? They've allowed the fewest amount of shots all year. They, They play the shutdown game perfectly. You know, I mean, when you look at the other team with Zibanejad and they got Kreider and Kane and Tarasenko, it's really scary. But Shesterkin has just not had that level of consistency all year. And the one guy that's had that level of consistency all year is Jack Hughes. So Jack Hughes, to me, is the X factor. He is an up-and-coming superstar in the league, he almost had 100 points. He already broke the most goals in a single season, the most points in a single season by a devil. Dougie Hamilton, man, I'm, I tell so many people so many times. When he's healthy, he's a top five offensive defenseman. I can't even count how many power play goals he's had this year. Nico, he sure looks like a baby Kopitar out there. Just an absolute killer. They got Timo Meyer at the deadline. Dawson Mercer's incredible. You know, I'm a big fan of him, so... It might be a little biased. The Rangers might have the better team. I'm going with the Devils in seven games.
0: I'm going to go here just with a little bit more experience. I'll lean a little bit towards the Rangers. Even though I like what the Devils did, they're getting Meyer. I thought that was an amazing trade, and it's going to be like a long-term effect there for their team. I think they're going in the positive direction. But right now, I'll just go the Rangers in six, and – I'm going to go this series having the most amount of OTs. I think we'll have three out of those six games in OT. But, yeah, I'm going to go the Rangers there, Uh, unfortunately. We'll see uh, how that plays (laughs) out. (laughs) But uh, we'll go now to uh, a playoff race, championship race that just started. The NBA had an interesting little play-in. We saw drama there with Damar. Uh, his daughter eliminating her dad's former team by screaming at the sidelines, uh, but we saw Miami like eliminate them. And Miami now, first game, uh, Giannis gets hurt. Uh, do you think Miami can eliminate
1: Milwaukee now because of uh, Giannis's injury? If he's out, yeah, for sure. But I don't see it. I think uh, I'm going to give the edge to the Bucks. I still think the Bucks in six. If Giannis is playing, nobody can really guard him. I know they got Bam out of bio. I know they got Jimmy Butler in the playoffs is a different animal. But Giannis is, to me, still probably the best player in the NBA. If it's not him, it's probably Embiid right now. But Giannis is motivated. If you're telling me he's going to get injured and then not be motivated when he comes back, you're out of your mind. So I got Giannis absolutely coming back here. Probably dropping a 40 20 game, honestly, next game. He'll probably just erupt. Middleton, we still like, he's still battling that injury, I think. He's not the same player since that injury, but Drew Holiday's the X factor here. If they really want to be considered a title contender, they need Drew Holiday to average about 20 points, be one of the better defensive guys on the court. So, and hey, Tyler Hero just broke his hand. So that's a huge guy out of the lineup for Miami. So, I'm gonna go with the Bucks in six. I think they win uh, five of the next six or four of the next uh, f- uh, five games, and that's just how it goes, man. I think I think the Bucks are that good. I think they could bounce back. I'm with you. I think it, Miami they
0: had to get that win just because if Giannis is getting hurt, you have to capitalize. But oh, yeah. all the time they're gonna get to prepare. I just don't see Miami, even though they have great three point shooters. I think they'll go cold eventually when they go to Milwaukee. Uh, They won't be able to keep it up, and I'll say uh, they'll have – I think Milwaukee will tie it up 1-1. They'll go to Miami. Those guys will get hot a little bit. Once game four is coming up and they know, okay, we have to go back to Milwaukee, that's when they'll get cold and Milwaukee will win the next two. So I got Milwaukee winning in seven, only if uh, just comes back in game three and misses game two. But I do have Milwaukee winning it.
1: Yeah, I don't see Milwaukee losing game – uh six in miami i just don't see it happening
0: there uh speaking of another one we called it if you're gonna be a playing team you want to play memphis and we saw what happened there now john morant it looks like he's uh done uh (laughs) the lakers should they sweep them right
1: now uh I won't say sweep, but I'll say six games just because, again, I think fatigue will play a factor with this team. I think LeBron, as great as he is, I think down the stretch, he might get fatigued a couple games. AD, I'm still not 100% uh, confident on this guy being 100% healthy the whole freaking playoff. So I'm going to go with six games. I think maybe we'll see. Memphis Steel one in LA but yeah just it's been perfect so far for for the Lakers Austin Reeves is really turned it on I can't believe it I never thought he would be this good of a player he's really impressed me Hachimura had a hell of a game one AD coming down saying I can't feel my arm I thought I'm like okay this is where they trade him after the offseason when they get eliminated but hey he comes back on and he shuts down I mean, he played pretty good defense, but Jaron Jackson looked great. If Dylan Brooks could start making shots, that would be pretty helpful for Memphis because he was ice cold in game one. But you know me, man, I'm a Laker fan. I'm I'm biased for the Lakers. I'm going to go with six games, and I think the Lakers might go on a little run here.
0: I like it. And it does make for an interesting matchup if they do. We could possibly see Steph Curry versus LeBron again, but... The way that Sacramento played that first game, I was impressed. Uh, I was a little hesitant on like going and rooting and backing them on all the lines here because you don't know how Fox is going to deal with this pressure. They're at home for the first game. Fans, it's, we saw what it did to DeMar and Kyle Lowry that first time. So I was impressed with him and Sabonis, the way they played, and they get that win over
1: Golden State. Like, Could Sacramento pull off the upset here? I think they can, man. They looked incredible in game One. The bonus didn't even have that good of a game and they still took it. Malik Monk, I, I, he's not going to drop 32 points again, I don't think. But the fact that you know that you have a player like that, that you can rely on, you know, they do have a couple other guys. Trey Lyle was making threes. They got, they did draft Keegan Murray. I think if he wants to start contributing, he can do it in some capacity. But De'Aaron Fox and Zabonis really are superstars and, you know, when you trade a guy like uh, Halliburton to get Zabonis at first, you know, you maybe look back at it and say they're just, its it was baffling. But hey, Zabonis to me might be an all-NBA player this year. He led the league in rebounds. Uh, he's one of the better facilitators as a big. And De'Aaron Fox, man, oh man, was he torching Golden State in game one. The guy would just drive in, go up with his right hand, finish with his left. And it was just smooth every almost every time. So... I still got the Warriors in seven games, just because of the experience and Wiggins missing that open three. If it's anyone else, that's probably a tie game going to overtime. But you can never count out Golden State with the way they play, the way they shoot. Clay, Pool, uh, Curry, and Wiggins—they can torch you whenever they, whenever they're on. And you know, low key, Alino, you know, Curry didn't play as much as I thought. I think he only played 31, 32 minutes. They really did limit his minutes in game 1. So, I think as the season goes on, we're going to see Curry go up to about 37, 38 minutes and that but that might be lights out for Sacramento. So, I'm going to go Golden State. It's going to be a war. It's and Sacramento's going to ha, it's going to be a great story, but I think they're going to come up short against the Warriors.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I agree. I think it's going seven and I think it's going to be similar to last year. Uh what Golden State fans saw, the headache that the roller coaster of emotions for them, like we saw last year Pool would be hot one game, the next one extremely cold. Wiggins would step up one game, you drop like twenty points, and the next game he'll be at seven and have like five rebounds. And Clay Thompson, everybody Clay was knows the with worst. him. Yeah, he'll have like thirty-five. The next one you'll have four, you'll have like thirteen for back to back games, and then you'll have thirty-five again. And everyone's saying he's back. So Like, just prepare themselves for that. I think we'll probably see one offensive burst from Draymond Green. And that's about it. He'll probably get fouled out in one of these games where they lose. And uh, I got Steph Curry. He's going to be the one. If they're going to win it, he has to be the one that, like, steers the ship for them. So I got uh, them in seven. But I agree. It's going to be, like, a three-point contest. Uh, The team that gets uh, cold the quickest is going to affect what they can do. Because we saw it's a bonus. I don't know what it is about teams against Golden State, but they never exploit that matchup there at center, and I think it's going to be something similar.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Now going on to – this is like a heavyweight main event over here, Phoenix and uh, the Clippers. We saw the Terminator, what he was doing. The claw gets uh, one more on uh, KD like he did uh, four years ago when he was in the Raptors uniform, and Russell Westbrook – Just the amount of energy he had, even though it wasn't the best offensive performance. Had enough energy to go argue with a fan in the VIP lounge. (laughs) And comes back and they win the game. Defensively, he was amazing. Kawhi defensively amazing down the stretch. You think the Clippers can do this without Paul George, without that third link there?
1: Uh, This is a tough one, man. I, I so want the Suns eliminated. But, like, I look at the depth... They have more depth than, than the Clippers. I gotta go with the Suns in seven. I think this is gonna be though the most entertaining series, the, the closest series for sure. Kawhi Leonard, if hey, you know what? If he's gonna do that again in like this whole series, it's Clippers and six, if he's gonna do that. But I just think KD is motivated. Chris Paul understands that this is probably his best chance of winning a chip. And Chris Paul did not play well last night. I think he's going to bounce back. Torrey Craig, dude, the guy put up 21 and you still lost the game. That's not a good look. But Devin Booker, I think, is going to be more aggressive too, shooting the ball. He didn't shoot that much. And, dude, DeAndre Aiden has to start rebounding the ball better because if he doesn't, he's going to get traded this offseason. And we all know the KD effect. He goes to the owners. You're traded the next day. So – I'm going to go with Phoenix in seven, but this one is going to be, like, literally flip a coin, Alino, because this one's going down to the wire. I'm
0: going to go Clippers and six just because, like, what you said about Aiden, I saw that in the first game, and I'm like, wow, they're really going after him hard. Like, Westbrook, Kawhi, I think they're going to target Aiden like crazy. They know he's going to be the scapegoat. He already wanted out last year and signed that RFA deal, so... I think his dreams will become a reality uh, after the Clippers win this in six. And if I'm the Suns coach right now, I'm a little worried about my job because Nick Nurse is floating around there. Uh, And, you know, if they feel the need to make a coaching change, they probably will if they get eliminated. I think uh, Nick Nurse could be one of the guys that are circled in uh, for that role there in Phoenix.
1: Damn, that would be a good look. And
0: speaking of uh, top seeds, we talked about Milwaukee. What do you think of
1: Denver here against Minnesota? I'll say Denver in six games. I still think when it goes back to Minnesota, I think Minnesota will at least take one of the two. Uh, Edwards and Towns are too, too good, man, to get swept or losing five. I mean, they don't have a lot of star power. They do have Edwards and they have – Towns. Go is. I don't really see him as a superstar, but they do have to exploit that matchup. Uh, Jokic is not a good defensive center. Uh, he definitely one of the worst defensive centers in the league, but his offensive game is just brilliant. Carl Anthony Towns, if they do want to make it close, he's going to have to really, you know, get like 30 a game. Edwards is going to have to be more aggressive, but Aaron Gordon impressed me in game one. Jamal Murray impressed me in game one. I just think you're looking at this team, they're man, they're motivated. Cause all year people are saying they've they've never been treated as a number one seed when you really think about it, right? Like we we've just been talking about Memphis, we've been talking about Phoenix, we've been talking about everybody except Denver. So I think Denver's gonna be motivated here to play the best basketball that they can. The Timberwolves are still inexperienced. I'm gonna go with the Denver Nuggets in six. And I think that might be, um, I might be a little generous with that. Yeah, I'm going to go Denver in five. Uh, Just
0: because I saw Jamal Murray, if he's impressive and he can just be consistent, I think that will be more than enough because like Gobert, what we've seen in Utah and now in Minnesota, the guy just doesn't have that offensive game and they don't even really try to, like put him in a position where he could be that offensive guy. So I think that's going to really ruin their chances. And I see Denver taking advantage of that. Maybe next year they'll surround someone else that will help Gobert uh, become that offensive player, work with them more in the offseason. But for now, I got Denver in five in that one. And uh, going now to the east, we have uh, Philly and Brooklyn. I was kind of down uh, that we didn't see Ben Simmons in there. Would (laughs) have made for a hell of a story. He has an injury, we'll call it. But uh, do you think that Brooklyn can
1: turn this around after that first game? I love Brooklyn, but I think this one is probably five games. It's just they're way too good, man. Like This is where... You look at how great Joel Embiid is and there's really nobody that can guard him on Brooklyn. Yeah, who is it? Nick Claxton who's guarded up with him right now. This is an absolute disaster if you're Brooklyn, you don't want to face Philly. And I got to go with five games, man. I think Bridges might steal them one game at home, but James Harden is motivated. He dropped over 20 points a game, uh, 20 points in game 1, which is again that's surprising cuz his stat line is all over the place. Tyrese Maxey he looks great. And Tobias Harris is another mismatch as well. So I'm just going to go here with, the, with Philly. They won by 20 in game one. I'm going to say five games just because I think Bridges, as great as he's been, he could maybe steal one. But, yeah, this is definitely Philly's, I think, for sure. Yeah, I'm going to go Philly clean sweep. <laughs> I just
0: think – Like I know, Bridges is a nice story, but he's coming into a new situation here. I think they're this is like a team that's been in like a preseason mode and like early season mode. The way they've been coming together, it's been impressive. But I just think Philly right now uh, they're on another level, and they'll sweep them. And we'll probably see Brooklyn develop next year, where at least they have someone that's committed. They have players that want to be there, and they can build around. So. Philly's my pick there, and uh, the toss-up here of the East, I think, is uh, Cleveland and the Knicks. Saw one there for the Knicks, but do you see Cleveland uh, coming back here and taking that game back?
1: Yeah, I'll still go with Cleveland in seven games. I think this is an absolute coin flip as well, like the the Sacramento Golden State. I think these two are just toe-to-toe. It's going to come down to the wire. Jalen Brunson, it just continues to surprise me. The guy, I never thought I would put him on the same realm as a guy like, I don't know, like a Van Fleet. I even thought Van Fleet last year was better than Brunson, but he's definitely not now. So Brunson's been incredible. A great story. If RJ Barrett picks it up a little bit, watch out as well. But Donovan Mitchell is still that top dog in this playoff. He's the best player out there mobley's up for the defensive player of the year they got jared allen they got one of the better defensive front courts in in the whole league people forget how great darius garland is too so i think when it comes down to it alino the three-point shot is a little bit better on cleveland a little more consistent on the defensive side as well and if you could stop julius Randle, which again they have the bigs to do it i think this is uh this bodes well in cleveland's favor so even though the Knicks got Game One on the road, or wait, no, Knicks are at home. Even though they got Game One, I still got the the still got the <laughs> I still got the Cavs winning in MSG in Game Seven.
0: Yeah, I just had to look there to see to make sure. I know, I thought it was actually in Cleveland. I don't know why the hell I thought it was in Cleveland the first game. Oh wait, no, no, yeah, yeah, it was in Cleveland. Yeah, so they took uh, home court from Cleveland. They, could be interesting now like if they don't win uh the second game at home like they go to msg down 0-2. like do you think that could be a surprising finish i don't know if they can get both games at msg i think they dropped one here i think they have to win game two it's going to be crucial
1: yeah oh yeah if they lose game two that might be it but um i think they have like i said i think they have the front court to really lock it down and, and give themselves confidence again so uh, again, Donovan Mitchell's the best player on the floor out of anybody, so I'm gonna go with the Cavs in seven.
0: I'll lean more towards the Knicks there, just because of Randall and like I know they could stop him on Cleveland, but RJ Barrett, the Canadian kid, I think uh, we're gonna see a couple moments here where uh, he starts to feel more confident in himself and lead the way, and kind of leading the way is. Uh, A nice segue to the last matchup. Boston and Atlanta, Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown. Could they be uh, going back to the finals here and uh, start off by sweeping Atlanta? This is a
1: sweep, man. Um, This is four games. And you know me, I'm pretty kind. I don't usually say sweeps, but I think when you look at Atlanta, the rumors surrounding Trey, the morale has definitely gone down. Uh, DeJounte Murray, it just seems like he hasn't really had that team chemistry down packed all year. Clint Capella is not the mobile center that they need to shut down Boston. Like Robert Williams is a problem. Al Horford's a problem. Grant Williams is a problem. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are going to probably drop 30 every game. So, and plus man, you got one of the best defensive guards in Marcus Smart guarding Trey Young. So the mismatch is absolutely um, incredible here. If, 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 Atlanta wins one or two games is probably because of John Collins or Deshaunty Murray but other than that man the wings you need great wings in this league and the Celtics have two elite wings and in, in Brown and Tatum so I still think they're going to the finals if it's not them it's the Bucs obviously I got the Celtics sweeping the Hawks yeah
0: I agree I got them sweeping them too and it's It's kind of odd. Like Atlanta, it's been a distraction all year, especially with Trey and the trades there. Murray didn't work out. But, yeah, I think this could be a a wrap there. I think they're going to make a big trade in the offseason, maybe two of them. And we'll probably see a similar approach as uh, Brooklyn, where they're going to be that playing team that develops in a couple years and be more well-rounded. But I think Boston should sweep them. They have uh, too much of a talented group there. Oh yeah. Uh, on that note, Chris, uh, previewed both uh, Stanley Cup and NBA matchups. Uh, closing here, we'll I'll ask you this one: out of both the NBA NHL, we'll exclude the Leafs on that. Which uh, series are you most
1: looking forward to seeing from start to finish? Here. Oh man, uh, from start to finish, out of all series in any sport. Oh, man, it's probably the Devils Rangers. If it's not them, it's definitely Clippers Suns. Just because of how much is on the line. Like, you got to remember, Paul and Westbrook don't have championships. And then you have Kawhi Leonard and KD, who are like the two ultimate villains right now in the league. So, one guy that hasn't won a ring and one super villain is getting knocked out in the first round. So... You know what? I'll, I'll definitely say Suns-Clippers. That's the one I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, I'm with you. There's so many yeah.
0: uh storylines there, and I'm kind of happy that I think originally the Warriors were originally matched up with the Suns and then uh last couple weeks there, well, the games, the wins added up, and we got Clippers and Suns. and It's like Kawhi took uh Westbrook, who wasn't able to win a ring with KD, and now Kawhi's going to win that ring for him kd's trying to win that for paul i think this is a, a perfect scenario here that's probably start to finish that's the series i'm looking for too so you we'll have to see how these all develop by next week we'll probably see uh seattle if they're not swept <laughs> uh hopefully they pull up an upset and i don't see brooklyn getting a win but uh stranger things have happened in both these leagues uh this our been our preview here for the Stanley Cup and NBA playoffs. Giancarlo Lino and Chris Martelli signing up.